Welcome to Across the Line. On this episode, we talk all about AFC Cup 2020. Cetis Negros, currently the number one ranked Southeast Asian team, will be involved alongside Kaya FC Iloilo. It's going to be a very exciting next few months of continental football and we break it all down. So if you enjoy this episode and you enjoy the football content that we provide here on Across the Line, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another edition of Across the Line. Today, we talk all about AFC Cup 2020. We are on the verge of another big continental competition, and we've got two teams involved, Ceres Negros, who is currently ranked number one in the whole of Southeast Asia, and Kaya FC Iluilo. Jingam Lang and Chris Greatwich, as always, and this is going to be a fun one. I mean, we are on the cusp of a big competition, and it seems like the Philippines is ready to make a real statement on uh, this occasion of the competition, not just with Ceres Negros, but KFC Iluilo as well. I'm pretty excited about what is to come in the next coming weeks. Yeah, obviously we're just fresh off of the, I say disappointing result, but yeah. good performance of Ceres in the final preliminary round of the AFC Champions League uh, qualification. Yeah. Um, the game against FC Tokyo ended up being uh, a 2-0 loss, although... Mm. I don't know if you watched that, the sort of the final moments of the game. Um, Sarah's had a really good opportunity in and around the edge of the box. Um, Mendy had a shot which was blocked. Super then went to get latch onto the the, the rebound, yeah. and it looked as though he was felled in the box. And I remember I was watching the game, and I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, they're going to get a penalty here." It was <laughs> one of those sort of clear cut um, looking leg swipes. Yeah. I was just waiting for the referee to blow. I mean, it would have taken a very brave referee in the 89th minute to give an away penalty um, in such an important game. Ah. And in the end, he he did bottle the decision. Lo and behold, straight from the from the um, the decision to not award the penalty, uh, FC Tokyo go on the break. Um, long ball up upfield. Centre back is outpaced for the for, by the forwarder who then delicately chips the ball oh, over Roland wow. into the net for, 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 for the 2-0. So up until that point, sort of right up until the death, it was a very even contest. Um, Roland made a, a few really good saves, but the conditions were, were, were the real level. Yeah. It was, it was you know, standing water. I mean, arguably could have been, could yeah. have been called off. But um, yeah, I think overall, Sarah's going to be really proud of, of the campaign. Um, you know, victories against um, Shan United and um, Port and, and Thai Port. Yeah. Given given the, the short preparation, the short window between the games, I think they, they came out of that campaign with the, with their heads held high and uh, tremendous to get that kind of uh, exposure against one of Asia's powerhouses. Really, I didn't know that they were that close. Yeah. At the very end, yeah. I, I had seen like bits and pieces of it, and of course, it was very difficult to watch given the the conditions. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worse than some of the stuff we've seen here really in the bad. Philippines. You know, yeah. uh, it's something that you don't expect, especially when you know that the game is going to be played in Tokyo. Um, it was cold. It was raining. Yeah. It was miserable weather. But yeah, wow. I mean, two nil. That alone, to me, wasn't a bad result. Yeah. Um, but to know that they actually had an opportunity to tie that game uh, very late on, it would have been uh, a, a quite a historical, um, historic rather, um, victory for them if uh, or, or result for them if they had gotten that. Yeah. Wow. But nevertheless, they get the the uh, they get booted out of the Champions League qual qualifying. They move back into AFC mm -hmm. Cup. They are in Group G 
and uh, with it they take a tag that is pretty lofty i mean when you are called the number one club in southeast asia that is a target on your back first and foremost how do you feel about that do you agree number one in southeast asia that's quite that's quite a title so normally the stats don't lie mm. right so when you work out on based on the points that they've acquired through uh, three seasons on the bounce they've made the knockout rounds of the um as the end zone obviously won it the year before last lost in the final last uh-huh. year um it would seem to suggest that they were in and around that number one spot yeah. um, certainly based on the points that they've accrued from um the afc cup i, I then went and actually looked at the the, the top 10 list and it also had, see global are at number eight outrageous right so um <laughs> come on come I, I'm, on i'm not I'm not trying to do Sarah's a disservice because um, obviously, obviously they, they've they've performed extremely well. But yeah. I, I, I would, I think maybe there is a better way of of compiling this list. Maybe like a power ranking system based on the actual quality of the of the domestic league that the individual club is in, mm. and then temper that with their performances on, on on the continental stage. Because I think the number two team is is Buriram who have been kind of perennial um, number one sort of um, consensus number one pick for that for that particular slot. Them and kind of JDT have always been yeah. the teams who have been, you know, sort of earmarked as, as the premier team in, in Southeast Asia. Um, do I think Ceres are in that bracket now? Absolutely. Mm. I, w- I would definitely say they're, they're definitely up there with those with those types of teams. Um, again, that the performance and the result against... Um, Taipo would would certainly suggest that, um, but I think we have, we have to sort of take those those rankings with a little bit of a pinch of salt yeah. based on the fact, like I said, um, Global were number eighth, yet they finished seventh in the PFL last year. Yeah, with 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 one game one. And and some of them they didn't even show up for. So right. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's 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 kind of shed a little bit of light on that. Um, however, I, I do think that in itself does create a target on the back of of series because. Yeah. You know, I remember their first campaign uh, when, I, when I was coach also at Kyle. We both qualified out of the group stage and, and there wasn't that level of expectancy, really. Um, that was the first, the 2016. That was y- the first yeah. time that, that, that Filipino teams had, had moved on. To, yeah, from so the we, group we, stage. Were, we were a bit upset because we could have qualified. If we would have got a draw against Kitchi, um, which was the penultimate game, we could have mm. qualified. Uh, first right ahead of in, in the end it worked out that they qualified a day earlier but the same round we both qualified sure so it was nice that um two filipino teams are qualified out of the group stage for the for the first time uh in afc competition and then from there i've always felt like asean countries were looking at the philippines as being okay right we need to keep an eye on those teams because mm. they are Although they're fairly new to continental competition, something's brewing. Yeah. Something's brewing here. You could feel it. Um, obviously, like even even last year, Kaya were one game away from Close. from from qualifying. Yep, yep. I think you know had they got better results against uh, PSM Makassar than Lao Toyota, I would say. Actually, yeah, probably the even, first one. But that was the first game, right? Yeah. I think even they even had their opportunities, and they had they had banner wins against um, Home United. Home United at home, you know, when they absolutely trounced them. Yeah. Um, again, was like a real statement of intent at that time. So mm. it was a bit disappointing in the end for them not to qualify. Um, but I definitely feel as though Ceres are now known as, you know, absolutely nailed on 
you know, we are expected to win this competition now. Yeah. And, and and with that comes certain expectations and with that comes certain targets that obviously teams are going to look at them and say, right, you know, if we can beat Zerez, you know, an all-star Zerez team, yeah. you know, that would be a huge scalp for any ASEAN team. 100%. And I'm looking at their group, you know, they've got, um, I, 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 my, my Vietnamese <laughs> is not too strong. Uh, Tang Quang Nhin. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that good pronunciation yeah. or not? I'm sure any Vietnamese <laughs> listeners will probably um, laugh at that. Um, they've got Barling. That's a tough one. That, uh, I think that's the bogey team. Guys. Yeah, and then Sui Riang. Yeah, yeah. That, well, you know, to be honest, you're looking at me like I'm a, a source of verification and I've got nothing for you. I'm just going to say, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So I'm, I'm looking at that. I mean, obviously they fell foul to the Vietnamese side last last season mm -hmm. in the uh, in the ASEAN zone final with Hanoi. Uh, with ha with Hanoi, who yeah. you know, when you look at their team, they are stacked with national team players. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, obviously their national team has has had a real resurgence in the last two or three years. So, yeah. um, you know, we we have to assume that that's going to be another tough tough task for them. Bali have injected a lot of money mm, into, mm. Into, into their team. They're not playing games, Bali. They're United. not playing games. Yeah, um, actually, they're in the process of making their own training facility. Yeah. The first one in Indonesia. Yeah. Um, the setup looks amazing. Some, yeah. of the, some of the projections that they've put out, yeah. um, the, the models and stuff look really, really nice. The owner of the team is actually a, a bit of a friend of, of, of the clubs of the, the Filipino teams because uh, the Southeast Asian teams went out for a night out uh, during the AFC conference and he's we become chummy with him. Right. And he was sharing all this information about like his plans and it's incredible. Yeah. Like well, it's it's like world class training facilities yeah. and you are a hundred meters away from the beach. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great little setup that he's got going on I'm, over there. I'm sure there's not gonna be many people gonna be turning down opportunities yeah. to play. You know, Bali United sounds like a great place exactly. to play football, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was a collective cheer once Bali United was 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 named into Group G. Everybody else in Group G was like, Yes, we're going to Bali. I remember when we got drawn with um a team from the Maldives. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was also the same. You know, I, I, for me, I'd been there twice already, so I knew some of the logistical issues that, that, that the team and the players would face. Right, right. But the players were obviously like, oh, this is going to be superb. But the one thing that was the saving grace with that was we knew it was going to be the last game right, right, in the right. group. So we were, we were okay with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a bit nervous if, if Bali was up in the early, uh, Bali away for Ceres would be up early because it could be a, yeah, it could be seen as a little vacation <laughs> hotspot for, <laughs> for some of their players. But, um, well, yeah, they're definitely not kidding around. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they are definitely, again, a, a club that's looking to try to get that moniker as the top side in, in ASEAN. Bali United, of course, they won the league last year yeah. in Indonesia. And they won it by quite a margin mm -hmm. too, which is really impressive given that there's like 20 teams inside that league. You know? And it's competitive. It's competitive, Yeah. right? Um, so Bali United are definitely on the rise and uh, a team to look out for. That's going to be the one that they're going to be most worried about, I think. You think so? Um I think the Vietnamese team is not as good as Hanoi. They finished 13 points off the pace last year. And um, they look like a decent side, although when you look at the, the level and caliber of Ceres, they should be able to handle it. I mean, uh, they've already played Thai, Port, uh, they've already played FC Tokyo and Shan United. So they're not as if they're, they're coming in fresh uh, or, or cold, cold into yeah. this competition. So um, I would expect that they would be able to handle the challenge that will be brought to them. So... Ceres will get out of this group, I think. Yeah, you, so, I mean, I, I, we were talking off mic a little bit about the Cambodian League. They have been investing some money. Mm. Um, 
they seem to be bringing in a lot of international, whether it be coaches and players um, of, of, of decent calibre. Mm. Um, like I said, a guy from my A licence has just taken over at one of the clubs in um, in the Cambodian League at Vishaka. Um, are they just going to be an unknown quantity, you think? Or, or, or I mean, because they haven't performed very well with, yeah. in, at, at club level to this point. They were undefeated last year in their league. Right. So um, there was there's some expectations of them, and they, they had apparently just demolished the Brunei DPMM. We were okay. the champions of S-League yeah. just a couple of days ago. Yeah. So um, certainly, Sanders are not going to take them lightly. And there's no... What I'm what I would be worried about is if they did take right. these teams lightly. But given from you know the data from last year where they would show up to play Mendiola yeah. in Archers and not lose a step in motivation, then yeah. I, I'm sure they're gonna get up for these AFC yeah. Cup matches, right? Okay. Um so I think it's gonna be a good show. I think it's gonna be good football being played given yeah. the level that Cambodia has been playing, especially when you saw the Sea Games and how they're moving in that direction of like uh, you know, organized, confident, passing football. Very progressive football, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So I think it'll be nice to watch, you know, those two teams trying to express themselves on the ball. But I think in the end, Saris is just a little too good, a little too solid defensively. I think that'll be the key as yeah. well. And they're so good at keeping the ball. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure how much time that Cambodian team has spent playing a low block or being forced to run after the ball. Yeah. So I think that'll be the Because I'm guessing, yeah, judging by the, the sounds of it, you're saying that they ran away with the league last year. That's right it's going to be a different kettle of fish when you're up against an opponent that's going to have probably 60-70% ball position. Exactly. Which typically Ceres has in, in most games. Which is, to me, ridiculous. Like, yeah. that is yeah. an accomplishment on its own. Yeah. That they are able to conduct themselves at that level on this stage. Yeah. yeah. And they, they've got them up first, right? It's, it's um, the 11th? Yes. They play them? Yes. In Rizal? In Rizal. Yeah. So, this is going to be amazing. For everybody in Metro Manila who were starved of football last year, um, you know, you'd have to go to Binyan, you'd have to go to uh, all the way to Batangas yeah. to be able to watch matches, right? This year, almost every two weeks from February to May, there's going to be a home match at Rizal Memorial Stadium because yeah. both Ceres and Kai are going to be playing their matches there and they're going to be alternating every two weeks okay. or so. So if you're a football fan, not necessarily a, a supporter of Ceres or Kaya, come out, watch these teams from Cambodia, um, Vietnam, Indonesia, on uh, in in Kaya's group, there's going to be teams from Tam uh, from Singapore, Myanmar, um, and Indonesia. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a fantastic showcase of good football. Have they fixed all the bleachers now on the, on the other side? There's all the, the the seats and that. I believe so. Yeah, because yeah. for the Sea Games, they're all in. I'm yeah. assuming they're still there. Yeah, <laughs> 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 haven't ripped them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that will help with the atmosphere also. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day when we used to we used to play there, I think when the the grandstand will be full. That will create its own atmosphere. But obviously, mm. having that, <coughs> excuse me, um, additional support that can come in. They're typically cheaper seats. Yep, you know, yep. it's, it's it just provides that more again, sort of three sixty atmosphere, which is great, and, and it is more typically more inclusive. Yeah, Any, anyone can just show up and, and, and grab a seat, which is nice. Um, so you know, no, sort of following your um, your call to action, I, I really hope that the local football community come out and. Uh, and support both Ceres and Kaya because, like you said, they've been starved of, of local football. Their mm. turnout was great for the SEA Games, yeah. which we've we emphasised before. And um, no, we, we're fully expecting both teams to perform well in this competition. So if you, if you have been starved of, of football in yeah. the metro area, great opportunity to see some really high-level football and, and some really top, top teams from, from the ASEAN region up close and personal yeah. um, and live. So that's great. I'm, I'm excited to see them 
uh, play this year. I think it's a tough group for, for Ceres. But I have to agree with you. I think just based on how they've performed in this competition, how they performed last year in the league, and then how they seemingly have not skipped a beat yeah. coming off that Christmas break. Um, I think it's going to be a tough task for any team in the ASEAN region to, mm. to you know, put the stop on, on Ceres. You know, I'm looking at the other teams from the other groups and I just can't see it happening. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think they are going to be the, the team to beat in this competition and yeah. I definitely think that, that I, I think when it comes to the sort of zonal finals which will be in is it August, September time? Some, I think. Uh, like, is, it, is that correct? Something like that. Right, it's yeah. later on in the year. Yeah, have yeah, the break after yeah, the yeah. Um, after the uh, the group stage. Um, I, I think Sarahs will be there. Yeah, I think Sarahs will be there in the ASEAN final again, um, and I'd love to see them regain um, the rightful title as as, as the t best team in in uh, in the ASEAN zone, and hopefully put to bed a little bit of you know this um, <laughs> what seemingly is a little bit of an obscure moniker in in being sort of ASEAN's number one. Um, ranked team when you've got some yeah like I said some obscure names in that in that list because um, I think if you know, if you are the ASEAN zone, zone champions then then you have the right to, to say that sure. you are the number one team um, so yeah I, I I think that that's a pretty comprehensive um, look at at Ceres's group Kaya's group is is also looks like a, a pretty tough task I mean they've got yeah. Tampanese Rovers perennial. Contenders. Contenders in this competition. Yep. Shan United, who obviously we saw um, in the AFC Champions League uh, knockout uh, gr uh, preliminary round yep. because Ceres played them in the, in the first round there. And then an old foe in PSM Makassar. Mm. Um, how, how do you see this, this group turning now? If you have your objective hat yep. on. Uh, if I have my objective, yeah, yeah, yeah. My biased hat says yeah. we're going through, but yeah, my, 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 my objective hat says it's going to be it's going to be very, very tight. Yeah. Very, very tight. I mean, um, PSM are going through a little bit of a, a shuffle, which provides a bit of hope in that department. I okay. think we weren't too far away last year, but they lost their their Dutch midfielder in Mark Klok. He's moved over to Persija. He's a big, big player. And Is that where also Adam Mitter's gone? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, Adam Mitter, I think, has gone to Persija as well. Really? Yeah. Wow. Congratulations to him. That's a big club. That's a 70,000 every game if you're playing at home, that one. I want to meet his agent because he's, got, he's getting some moves, this guy. <laughs> Adam Mitter, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he went to Valor FC in, um, in, in Canada. Mm. A, few, a few guys I know who have been playing out in Canada. I'll tell you who has gone out to Canada and has done really well is Son, the former um, Korean player yeah. for Ceres. Oh. Yeah, he, he went out there. Oh, wow. I don't, I, I, I don't quote me on this, even though it's going to go out and it's very quotable. Um, apparently, met, met a girl, moved to, moved to Canada, yeah. and then ended up just sort of dropping in on a session one day. <laughs> and they were like, no, we really like you. We'd like to sign you. Wow. And it's done, it's done really well. Imagine how... Uh, yeah, so that's that. But um, yeah, super, so super lucky for that club. Huh? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so it's going on with the, the, the theme of, of, of Philippine football. But... Um, yeah, so back to PSM Akasar. Yeah. I think one of the things that's interesting about this is last year the, it, it became a little bit heated. Yeah. yeah. Um, because of the... There's an incident. Incident with, with Jasso Soriano. Jasso had a kick at Mark Clock, right? So I was telling him just the other day, actually, that his best friend is now gone. So that's a bit unfortunate, right? Mm. There was a chance there to make amends. And, you know, um, 
Jasso had a moment where you know things went dark mm -hmm. in his in his mind, and he just decided that you know he was gonna unleash a little bit, and he paid for that. You know, there was a big fine that was given to him, and uh, he was suspended for three games, so he's not gonna be involved in uh, the next two matches. Oh, so, is that right? Because it was basically, yeah. yeah. Do you want to refresh everyone's memory of, of so what happened? It was late in the game, um, chasing the match. We had been down, I think, two nil. Um, I'm not sure at what point the incident happened, whether it was two one or two nil, but. Um, there was uh, Clock was uh, a bit of an instigator. You know, mm. he he's the type of guy that knows how to get physical and then pull back right when the referee is watching. Mm. So he had been having a bit of a swipe at um, Jalsor. He had gotten kicked and gotten to the ground, and he had kicked out a little bit at Jalsor. Mm. Jalsor had uh, had uh, moved away from the kick and then decided to respond by kicking him in the chest, mm. right, like a full swing kick. There's no excuse. There's nothing. You know, it was is shameful behavior and um he was reprimanded for that yeah. um obviously there's a three-game suspension which he served the first one against Lao toyota the last afc cup match in 2019 and then he's got two more so he's gonna miss oh, wow. the okay. opener against shan united uh, in myanmar and he's gonna miss the first home game against Tampines rovers mm. he's paid a significant fine which the club did not help him with because it was his that's him you have to own up to your individual action so um and then he was Kept off the field for a little while uh, domestically, um, so there was a there was a long little situation there where well Jalsor needed a lot of reflecting to be done. Yeah, and I think he's come out the other side and understands that he's a he's a veteran now. Yeah. he's the type of player that the, the team really relies on, and he's a senior figure and should not act in that manner. So I think the the club was correct in in, in dealing with him, and and now he's going to have to sit on the sidelines, unfortunately, for the next two games. There was a huge backlash as well on social media from the Indonesian fans. Yeah, it's just oh. about a, like 100,000 messages, 100 messages a day for, you know, I don't know, a month or two. Straight. Yeah. And you were telling me that even the Kai Academy kid, the Academy, uh, the Academy page was getting... It was horrific, some of the things that were said. Yeah. And we're posting pictures of, you know, seven-year-old kids. Yeah. You know. And then, you know, they're on the comments swearing. And it's not just, you know, one comment, the odd comment. I can deal with the odd comment. Yeah. When it, then the comments are just... It's just a rain. Know, it's just, yeah, it's raining comments, you know, <laughs> about seven-year-old kids. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay, let's let's back off a little bit, you know. <laughs> this kid is seven. He doesn't need to be abused by a bunch of exactly. you know, Indonesian football fans. But um, I think, yeah did tarnish the club's reputation a little bit, that, yeah. that kind of incident. Um, because then, you know, w w why is people posting all these things on social media? Mm. Well, what happened was, was this. And then yeah. people will then search it, see the video. I'm like, okay, well, that's um, not the sort of behavior that you would expect from, exactly. from someone at the club. But, you know, I, I know Jal Saw, and, and he's a pretty humble guy, in, you know, for 99.9% .9 of his life. And he's, I think he's a phenomenal footballer. I've said on this show on, yeah. on many times, and I've worked with him for a number of years. Um, I think he's a player who could potentially work his way into the national team. He's, he's certainly got, on the ball, he's got great temperament. But like yeah. all really good footballers, he definitely has that little bit of fire in him that yeah. on on occasions has uh, has got the better of him. And obviously in, in, in that instance, it, it did. And, and it has going to have huge repercussions, and not just for him, mm. for the club also. Yeah. So um, you know, hope, hopefully um, the coach will find a balance to address that particular issue. Um because I think that, that that could be the game where tempers could frail. Absolutely. For sure. And 
the, the beautiful thing is it's similar to last year. It's a back-to-back type situation. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So we're playing them away, and then two weeks later, we're playing them at home. So it's going to be one of those things where if anything sparks off in the match in Indonesia, it's going to carry over very, very quickly over to the game in the Philippines. Okay. So it's not going to be a lot of time to breathe from that one. So right. tempers might flare in that one but i i'm expecting that there's going to be it's going to be a a good battle and something with a little bit of undertone um you know going along with that game so i like that because there's not a lot of rivalries in 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 southeast asia not quite yet right um shan united and saris have a bit of a rivalry is that right yeah Uh, they've they've played one another a lot over the last three years although saris have been the winners yeah for most for most of that but so it's going to be a first time that we, we play against the Shan United side. And, you know, they're champions of Myanmar. Yeah. I believe they went undefeated last okay. year. So we saw a bit of what they're capable of doing. But this season, it's been a bit different for them. They've had two wins and two losses at the start of the Myanmar league. So so their league's already underway? Yeah, that's the thing, though. That's They're four games in. So, they're you know, in terms of fitness, 100%, uh-huh. they're going to be ahead of the okay. game. So... um. It's going to be an untested backline as well for for Akaya. So it's going to be very interesting to see. There's been a lot of changes over the last uh, few months. Yeah. Um, new coach, couple new coaches. Yeah. Um, at least five new players have 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 checked in. Um, the backline is going to get uh, switched up. Uh, Masanari Omura, who was the most consistent player over the last two years, barely missed a match, started all the matches pretty much. He's going to be moving into midfield. So. There's going to be a, a lot of question marks surrounding the team. Um, from what I've seen, however, which um, isn't much, a couple of friendlies here yeah. and there, uh, the team is, is starting to look up a little bit. So it is, you really can't tell what's going to happen but until you, you see them in front of these um, quality opposition. Yeah. But uh, there's been some changes, there's some fluidity, and there's some new talent that is going to be very exciting to you, watch. Yeah, do you want to talk about some of the new signings? Because sure. I think um, the club made an announcement on a couple of them yesterday. Yes. Um, the Japanese guy. Yeah. How, how do you guys his name? Daizo Horikoshi yeah. from uh, Kanagawa, Japan. So he was playing with Albert X Nigata, uh, Singapore, mm-hmm. uh, last year in the S-League. Only 23 years of age. Um, came in for a trial and... He w- we weren't sure right. about him at all, actually. And then he came in, he impressed. He had flown in the night before um, and played in a, in a friendly against FEU right off the bat. Played 90 minutes, um, or at least close to 90 minutes, and he impressed in that game. And then he continued to train, and um, he was still being considered. It was him and another guy that was still being considered for a little while. And then he impressed again, very tricky, good on the ball, and very clever with his runs, uh, very selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, good, good crossing. Um, I think he's gonna. He's one of those. He's a player that that the club has been missing for a little while, which is like a uh, somewhat in the mold of Louis Clark, something Whoa. like that. You know, like quick, decisive, willing to take on his man. A and nightmare to handle off the field. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, that part I I don't know yet. He seems to be a very <laughs> mild mannered uh, fellow. So nothing like Louis at all then. Uh, on the field, that oh, is what I'm I get, saying. I'm okay, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, with the pace and, uh, you know, just just very confident as well for a 23-year-old, okay. I would say. So uh, he's actually a guy I'm very, very excited about. Um, had four, uh, f- was involved in all five goals in the last friendly against Stallion. Mm-hmm. Two assists, two goals, and the last one he, he created out of nothing. So the other guy is Carlisle Mitchell, 
who's played in the MLS with the uh, Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. I think, is that Vancouver? Yeah, Vancouver. Vancouver yeah. Whitecaps. Um, Trinidad and Tobago International actually scored in the 2017 Gold Cup. Um, mm. uh, so he's very experienced, he's played across Asia. He's a big guy. Where, so. did he, where does he come from? Where did he play, for, play before? Um, I think he's coming from Trinidad and Tobago at the moment. Okay. Um, that was his last club, but he had played in Korea, second division. He had played in uh, India okay. as well. Uh, so yeah, that's his, his experience in, in, in Asia. Been through a, quite a few clubs, so not sure if you know it's a fitness thing yeah. or what it is that, that's, that's having a move around, but yeah. it seems like this is a new lease in life for him. So you know, I'm hoping that he, he takes full advantage of it. Was, it, was he a Fabian Lewis recommendation or Dar- I'm not Daryl sure. Roberts? Yeah, could, yeah, 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 yeah. Daryl Roberts, yeah. something like that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but he's a big guy and yeah. something that was lacking with um, the back line of Kaya, especially yeah. when playing against you know, the 6'4s, the 6'5s of PSM which they had a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, we struggled with that a little bit. And he's got a, a goal threat from a corner. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's something that has been missing for Kaya, from Kaya for a little while. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got... Um, this is the surprise, right? This is when I can drop this one because yeah. he's already arrived and this episode is going to come out yeah. um, at a later date. But uh, Takumi is, is part of the team now. Takumi Uesato, mm-hmm. who used to play for JPV mm-hmm. and uh, okay. for Ceres for a little while. Um, he's a different mold of a striker, not the Robert Lopez Mendy mm. type, um, but somebody that might be able to link up a little bit more with Joven and 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 you know um, have a little bit more interplay with the wingers and uh, so you know it could be some intricate uh, football being played um, by the club. But Takumi Osato, of course, very clever player and somebody that's already familiar with a lot of Filipino fans. Uh, those are the three. For foreign players that have been added, obviously. Um, Keeping Massa. Yeah. Daryl has left, right? Jordan has left, as lo- along with uh, Alfredo Se, who has mm-hmm. retired from football. Um, for the homegrown players, it's Marco Casambri, who's coming back. Mm-hmm. So he's not really like a new face. He's more of a, an, a returnee as an academy mm-hmm. player, then moved on to other teams and then yeah. came back. Uh, he's going to be finishing up his college degree I believe oh, so good. that's his that's his focus right now and he wants to be able to play football as well so he's got a spot in Kaya he boosts the defense and of course the last one that was just announced was uh, Robert Corsami Roberto Corsami who is uh, a player from Tondo actually. is he the guy from the Sevens League? that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've heard so, a lot about this guy T- tell me more so, his, his story is quite intriguing I think yeah it's uh, his nickname is Papu and uh, I think he played for Arellano uh, moving up in, in college but yeah, he was part of that football program, mm-hmm. footballera program, and you know he plays a lot of his football in the street. But he's got that raw talent, you know, like he's quick, tricky with the ball at his feet. He's got lightning pace. He's fearless, but as I said, still raw. You know, he's not so astute yet in in terms of positioning. Um, so he's he's being placed in spots on the field where it's like you can be very one, single-minded. Mm-hmm. You know, make the runs. If we get you the ball, don't be afraid. Go after it and take the shot. And so right now, he's, he's, he's proving to be that kind of player. You know, like if you just give him one specific instruction, let him go out there and do it. Yeah. And um, he looks like a dangerous threat in that regard. So. Okay, exciting. And, and as you mentioned, great story behind him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, he's going to be playing at the Rizal Memorial Stadium. That's his backyard, essentially near, you know, um, the folks in Manila. So hopefully he'll be able to gets a few minutes in yeah. the in the AFC and um, you know provide a little bit of inspiration 
to the, the folks over there um, in his hometown. Yeah, that's great. And, there, and he, you, you'll be able to see him in action here in the Philippines on against the Tampanese Rovers. Yep. And that game is... On the 26th. 26th. But yep. their first game is away in, in Myanmar, Shan right. United on the 12th. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So that, that Shan United game on the 12th is going to be at 5 o'clock local time. Um, I think it's going to be a broadcast over uh, TV5's um, cable channel. That's right. I, I, I think one, same, same, one as, same as the Ceres yeah. game as well I read. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday. So there. Um, and then, yeah, definitely come out to the 26th, 7 o'clock mm-hmm. at the Rizal Memorial Stadium. There's going to be an exi- exhibition match at 5. It's going to be, uh, you know, things to do outside of the stadium. And obviously the big match that's going to be happening. Tampines Rovers, no joke, finished second last year. Mm-hmm. Um, perennial contenders in the AFC Cup so if you want to see that kind of football that the team being tested against a real quality opposition then definitely check it out I think it's going to be a really exciting campaign I'm looking at I'm looking at two completely different teams one very established one already in the groove already had some banner wins in mm. this this year already despite the fact we're only three games yeah. into the season effectively and then the, the league hasn't even started another team with new coaching staff uh, do, you want, do you want to just um talk about that sorry we haven't right i didn't the, get a chance sorry, to mention my, my, that my, my, my fault we'll go back to coaching staff so there's two new coaches coach no no marqueda has, has moved on yeah and two new coaches on the, on the staff so for this campaign coach you hoshide who was the assistant last year um is the main guy for, for Kaya as of the moment, uh, pending his license uh, right now. He's finished his A course, but has not gotten the results yet, right? Um, so there's been a bit of a delay in that department. Oliver Colina, who is known as Bing Bing, um, well-known over in Cebu, mm-hmm. and he's going to be coming in, and he's going to be the man with the license. Um, he's already gotten his A license. Actually doesn't have his diploma yet, even though he took it like two years okay, ago. But, yeah. you know, he's passed. <laughs> yeah. He's on record as have passed the, that, that test. So he will have the license to be the, the, the coach yeah. for, for Kaya. How he integrates and how, what kind of, um, uh, you know, like what his contribution will be to the team um, is still up in the air and something okay. that we will be looking forward to uh, to finding out you know what how what kind of a coach he is you know I saw he'd been involved with quite a few of the, is it the youth national teams before and he's got I pretty believe, good pedigree with, yeah. within the school setup in Cebu yeah. that, that's under cool. 13 under 14 yeah. I believe and um, you know Mike Casas is actually familiar with him played under him okay. when he was younger so he's not a total like not unknown yeah, entity yeah. but obviously you know it's going to be Coach Yu's vision his style of play that's going to be implemented and hopefully they'll they'll be able to collaborate. I mean, Freddie um, Ose, who just retired, is also getting involved with some of the coaching. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that transpires. But um, it, it seems the, the the boys are pretty confident under Coach Yu. Yeah. As of the moment. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, so what, what I was saying earlier, it's you got one group that's that's solid. It's it's already the wheels are in motion. Yeah. They've they've had a couple of couple of games already this season and picked up some big wins. On the other hand, you've got a team that's undergoing a complete rebuild, not mm. just in terms of player personnel, in terms of staff, um, and embarking on this journey again. Yeah. Um, and, and are probably looking to prove themselves in, in this competition because obviously we qualified for the knockout round in 2016. Yeah. Um, and then last year, we failed, failed to get out of the group. So, um, you know, two teams with, you know, I'm sure high hopes, mm. one with, you know, a, a big target on their back and another one looking to prove themselves. So I think it's going to be a really exciting campaign. And like, like, like you, you um, emphasized, I really hope that people come out and support this yeah. because, yeah. you know, like you said, 
it's going to be pretty much for the next two or three months, there's going to be games at the Rizal Sta Memorial Stadium. There's going to be games on, on the television, which you can tune into and watch. Mm. Um, it should be a festival of football. Um, yes. for, for Philippine football fans. So we hope that everyone either tunes in or, or goes to the game live to, to watch the matches. Definitely, definitely. 100%. If um, you guys are football fans, know of football fans, take them over to the Rizal Memorial Football Stadium and, and have a good time. I'm sure all the details of the, of the matches, the kickoff times uh, will be made um, known very very soon all right if you guys enjoyed this episode please do subscribe to our youtube spotify and on apple Podcasts. don't forget to rate and review and to tell your friends uh, about this podcast and yeah, drop us a comment on social media on facebook instagram and on twitter thank you for watching another episode of across the line